Good morning, good day, good evening, wherever you're watching from. So last week on the Coffee with Rhonda show, we discussed burnout, including who owns burnout. This week, we are going to dive a little bit deeper, and we're going to talk about what we can do about burnout, right? Because we don't want to just deal with it and just assume, well, we just have to go on. So today on the Coffee with Rhonda show, we're going to talk strategies for burnout prevention and recovery. So are you ready? Because I'm ready. So let's learn to lead above the grind. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Coffee with Rhonda show, another episode. I can't believe it. I did a post on LinkedIn today saying that, you know, two and a half years ago, we started this show with the intent of doing only six. And here we are two and a half years later on episode 59. So uh, I could not have done it without my amazing caffeinated co-host. So really excited. So welcome to our 59th episode. And uh, we are your cup of inspiration, revelation, and wit for today's savvy leader. Today's discussion is going to be on burnout. It's actually part two of our burnout discussion. And we're going to dive a bit deeper today on strategies and, you know, what we can actually do about burnout. So before we introduce our uh, co-host and our guest, a few housekeeping items for you. If you'll tell us where you're watching from, say hello and tell us what you have in your cup. Also, don't forget to comment. Comment live on the show. We read those comments during the show and they really power our conversation. And then I have a big ask. If you're not on YouTube, head over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel and then like and share the video. So my name is Rhonda Y. Williams, and I am your host of the show, and I am what I consider to be an soul, a recovering stressed out leader. So today, I'm an elite leadership coach, and I help leaders today decide it's time to stop the madness and embrace a leadership life that really is more well-balanced and involves more well-being. So today, um, in my cup, so, okay, I got to show off because I got my new Coffee with Rhonda cup. It came in the mail the other day. So I'm so excited. Okay, so you all, this looks like a one-dimensional cup, right? But no, wait, there's more. If you flip it over on the other side, you get the lead above the grind, which is our saying, our tagline, which is really what we're here to help you do, learn to lead above the grind. So all in one cup, you get Coffee with Rhonda and lead above the grind. In my cup today, I have coffee. Um, and today I did a mixture 
of a cocoa and a dash of pumpkin. So I kind of have this pumpkin cocoa coffee thing going on. So that's me. That's what I have in my cup. And we're going to introduce our co-hosts before we come to our special guest that's joining us today. So Roz, good morning to you. Good morning. <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> we we fine. <laughs> I'm look. I'm finally in the place where I got a good signal. Okay, you know, y'all know I've been struggling for weeks with this signal. So anyway, I'm just running in from you know taking care of a client. I'm Raj Jones, uh, the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers, where we help expand the life of your loved one. And why do I do this? I do this to help the caregiver on that journey to reduce that SOS, which is being stressed, overwhelmed, and providing safety and security. And the tagline is, when you can't do it all, give, give her a call. A call. <laughs> <laughs> and today, I, don't have, I don't have tea um, because I've been kind of working hard this morning. I have, ga I have Gatorades. I have oh, Gatorades. Nice. All okay. right. A little bit of replenishment going on there. That's a good thing. There you go. All right. Thank you, Ms. Roz. Good evening to you, Marae. Hello, hello. How are you? Good. Good evening over there, but good evening on my side. This is Marae tuning in from Perth in Western Australia, and I'm the greatness engineer, making sure you understand that you are unlimited and uh, get to step into your greatness. So that's what I do. I, uh, I actually focus on women in male-dominated environment, but uh, I do a lot of other things. But today it's about having this coffee, discussing trauma and detoxing, you know, uh, our diary, which I think I need to do. So I'm <laughs> drink water all the way during the show. And uh, welcome, everybody. Awesome. Thank you, Marae. Yeah, I think we all need a little bit of diary detox. And so speaking of diary detox, we want to welcome our special guest to the show. Um, I met Miss Julie on Clubhouse. And so she was talking about the work that she does. And I thought, okay, I've got to have you on my show. So she graciously accepted. So welcome to the show, Julie. Tell us a little bit about you and then tell us what you have in your cup. Hi, thanks for having me. This is so exciting. I love the show. It's just, I love the intro and the energy. So awesome. So my name is Julie Riga. I am a leadership coach, consultant, and trainer. I help leaders discover their purpose, stay on course, and leave a legacy. Really what my main aim in my practice is to help leaders remove barriers so that they could be successful in really fulfilling their purpose. So that's, that's my purpose for my business. And what I have in my cup today in, in talking about the detox, because I've been detoxing a little bit. I love, love coffee, but this week I've tried to eliminate some. So today I have this very interesting tea. <laughs> What's in your tea? And, and the tea is uh, it's turmeric and ginger. Now I'm not saying it tastes that great, but sometimes in life, the things that are good for us do not taste great. <laughs> Julie, thank you. Well, I, I like that. I know, right? <laughs> Listen, sometimes what was good for you don't really taste so good, right? <laughs> exactly the truth. Isn't that the truth? 
That's it the is the truth. So I have uh, one of our audience members out there today, Ms. Nima. I'm going to put hers up first because she says, peace and blessings from Philly. I'm drinking a smoothie. It sucks, but I'm trying to eat better. So Nima is feeling your pain, uh, Julie. She's she's right there with you. <laughs> so, And then we also have uh, a few folks out there. So let's say good morning to those that said good morning to us. Cindy's out there. This is my mom. Good morning, mom. She's drinking white grape peach juice white grape peach juice in her oh, cup man. this morning oh yum oh, that man. sounds delicious mom my sister's out there watching regina from san antonio she has water in her cup and i'm out i think she said she's exercising and then um we have crown and compass watching uh this is an important topic and i'm listening from chicago welcome uh your name sounds for doesn't sound familiar but so welcome, uh, Julie Loken. It's Ju my friend Julie Loken is is listening in. Hi, Julie. Oh, hi, Julie. Great. Thanks so much for tuning in. And then my dear friend Paulette, who was on the show just uh, a couple of weeks ago. If you haven't seen Julie sh uh, Paulette show, it really was amazing. Um, good morning. Currently on a brief vacay in Key Largo, Florida. Ooh, I'm I'm I try not to be jealous. Hot and humid in South Florida, so she's doing iced coffee. Thank you so much, Paulette, for uh, for tuning in. And then one more person, uh, Aziz says, interested. All right. So thank you all so much, everyone. We have a great show uh, today uh, planned. And we're going to get started by diving right in. And we're this is sort of a part two. Last week, we talked about burnout. And this week, we want to dive deeper into some of the strategies of burnout. But before we get into uh, some of those strategies, I want to talk just a little bit more about a couple of things. Um, first of all, we talked about burnout and how prevalent it is. So I want to share with you, you all this slide and ask you if you know what all of these folks have in common. Guesses? Uh oh, Raj, you're muted. <laughs> I said they're all women business owners. They are all business owners and they have all talked openly about experiencing burnout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have Ooh. all openly talked about experiencing burnout. So I wanted to show that because burnout isn't just something that affects, you know, those uh, of us that are just out there working every day or small business owners. Burnout can affect anyone at any level at any time. So it really is something that we all should be paying attention to. You know, Ariana Huffington's story is one that is pretty uh, well known. Uh, she, her story was the one where uh, she was the founder, she is the founder of the Huffington Post, and she was working really hard, working, I think she said 16-hour days, back-to-back, um, -back, just nonstop, uh, really sort of, as we call it, on the grind. And one day when she was at her desk working, uh, she passed out, and she fell, and, and she hit her cheek and had ended up with a broken cheekbone. And uh, when she came to, she was 
thinking, you know, she had this blood and she's like, oh my God, maybe I have a brain tumor. They ran all these tests, did all of these scans and they found out that really she was exhausted. Uh, so she mm -hmm. was really dealing with burnout that she not, had not dealt with and had not recognized. So that's just one story of those folks. So burnout for us is something that we really want to be paying attention to, right? We don't want to just pretend uh, that we are not feeling uh, this burnout. So I thought I'd start by opening up to share that anyone can experience burnout. And then I want to just ask all of you, what do you think contributes to burnout? Before we dive into the strategies, let's make sure that we sort of set the foundation a bit. So what are some of the things happening in our lives that you all think contribute to burnout? So Marae, let's start with you. What do you think are some of the things that can contribute to burnout? Uh, burnout is, you know, it's so, especially for us busy women with families and uh, who want to be perfect. Burnout is just at, you know, at the outskirts of, you know, uh, the limit. So we have to be careful. I've been, you know, without knowing, I think I've, I've been through burnout, you know, especially starting from uh, as, a, as a young mom, still, you know, uh, working very hard to now still because, I tend to take more project that you know sometime that I, uh, I I need, and that can actually lead to you know overwork and uh, and burnout as well. So mm -hmm. and and that's why I think the uh, take time to detox you know our diary and take a step back you know because you know sometimes even with the uh, social media as well you know we, we can burn out we can have a burnout because we spend so much time on social media. Yeah. And uh, so there, there are a lot of, you know, a, a lot of instances where we really have to be careful and think again about, you know, what we're really trying to accomplish, step back on, you know, what is our goal, what are our long-term goals, what are our mission, is taking more work or st uh, working on a project really serving us uh, to to reach this goal or to to be our mission, so it's it's been it's been a battle, I would say, for me. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I'm still, you know, going through it. I've not reached a, um, a point where you know, like uh, uh, you, you mentioned, where I you know I just drop out or and 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 faint or you know pass out. But sometimes I can feel it. I don't have wow. any energy. I just need to stop, sleep, or do nothing and uh, think about nothing. So yeah. that's that's the case in, in, in a lot of instances. Thanks, Marae. Um, I think, as you said, I think a lot of times we overlook burnout. Julie, you know, what are some instances that you see that contribute to burnout? Because as Marae said, a lot of times we're just going, 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 and we are not um, really tuned in. And the next thing you know, we're at that stage of burnout. So what are some of the things that you see that contribute to uh, burnout, Julie? So I'm just going to take you back a minute in time. Uh, when my father passed away, right before my father passed away, he left me his life story to finish. And so I have his book here. It's called Stay on Course. And so um, the book is really about his life. But in the book, it teaches like a lot of life leadership lessons. One thing my father said to me <clears throat> over and over again was, if you love what you do, you will never work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. 
And so I believe that at the core of burnout is that in some instances, not in all instances, perhaps you're not really doing the work that you've been called to do, that you were meant to do, that you have been um, provided the skills to do. You know, we're born with innate skills. <clears throat> I believe that we're born with a purpose. I believe that we're here for a purpose. And I believe that if you consistently don't know why you're here or don't know what your purpose is, that that would be a big foundational reason for burnout. And then the second thing to that is not really understanding or being clear on your goals that you need to accomplish. To be a little bit more laser focused, because when you're laser focused on your goals, then you can break it down into digestible pieces Hence, going into the diary, which is your calendar, scheduling it in the proper way. So to me, I mean, and, and there's a lot of reasons for burnout. Like we have families. There's so many competing priorities as well. You know, mm -hmm. so there's, there's a lot of different kinds of things that translate into burnout. But I bet if you were really excited about what you were doing and you were able to sort of manage that in a, in a smart way that you wouldn't be burned out. But that's, mm. that's my perspective. So Julie, I, I think that's a really interesting point, right? So if you're on purpose, if you're doing something that you love, then you're less likely to experience that burnout. I want to get a couple of comments from folks watching, and then we'll come back to that in just a second. So Paulette said, lack of self-awareness. We must do a better job becoming attuned to the symptoms of burnout so uh, as not to end up like uh, Ariana Huffington, she's talking about who ignored this, the symptoms. Um, what are personal symptoms uh, we should be tuned into? And I want to talk about that a little bit more. But Nima said that statement is so true as you were speaking. And then uh, Maria joined us as well. Hi, Maria. It's great to see you. Thanks so much for tuning in. So, you know, as you talk about being purposeful and Roz, I'm going to come to you next. Uh, being on purpose, I I don't know because here's here's what happens to me. I get so passionate and I get so I'm so in love with the work that I do. Right, I my purpose. I am here to help leaders, and I want to do videos for leaders. I do web webinars and workshops, and I coach, and I, I do a show, and I do all of these things for leaders. And then I find that I'm I'm doing too much. And so I start creeping to that burnout because I think I'm, I sometimes miss something that you just said, and that is managing it effectively. So I think we can still do what we're passionate about, but if we're not careful, we can still head to that burnout um, lane. Uh, and that's something that we've got to be really, really cautious about. So Roz, what say you about this? I, I totally agree with what everybody has said. But then I was thinking about Julie um, really kind of, uh, snatch my edges a little bit when she said that we are doing so much for others that we forget our purpose and our assignment. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's me. Because someone just like, just like you, you know, can you help me with this webinar? Can you co-host on Clubhouse? Can you, you know, do this, do that? And it pulls me away from the focus. And then when I don't get my stuff done, I'm bitter. I'm hot as fish grease. <laughs> because 
Everybody else got this stuff done, but you know, my house is not clean. I don't have no self-care. My projects for my job or, you know, whatever for my business are not done. You know, it's a lot of loose edges. And so, and so, uh, managing me better is, is going to help me with burnout because I put, like you said, I'm, when I go in, I go in hard and I go in so hard to where I neglect other things and burnout also too, you know, uh, you know, uh, being bitter about not getting it done also to, for me, I'm going to say, this is just Ross Jones and Cecil Ross Jones. I get upset. I do. I do. I do. And I'm like, I'm tired because I'm helping everybody else. But you know, busy, a lot of time has been a badge of honor. Mm. Busy has been, a, you know, just like we used to get those badges in Girl Scouts. Oh, you know, you accomplished this and you come. Baby, I should have a badge. I should be you know how those generals have all them little pretty decorations? I should have a whole mm-hmm. breastplate full of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> because I have helped so many other people. I, I'm yeah. serious. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go on, but yeah, I, I, I you know, Julie made me just kind of look at myself. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm done speaking. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> You're right. well, <laughs> and to that point, one of those things that is so critical is to get re- really, really clear on your goals mm-hmm. and to take that purpose, translate it into a goal, and then break down that goal. One of the things that need to be in those goals is looking after your well-being. Mm. And looking after your well-being becomes a priority. It's not something that comes later. It's something that comes first. Because if you're not well and rested and all these things we need to look after our health as we're getting older, I'm getting older, right? So now I'm like realizing what I can eat and cannot eat and, uh, and all the exercise I need to put into my schedule. Those are things that come first because if I'm not well, I cannot be well for everybody else that needs me. Hmm. So, so, yeah, go ahead. Now, I was going to, you you caused me to think of when we're talking about investments or saving for your financial future and establishing your financial well-being, one of the things that we mention all the time is pay yourself first. So it's that's reminding me of this, right? But we don't tend to think of it in terms of our own overall self-care, we put that at the bottom. Well, if I have time, I'll take a walk, right? If I if I have time, I'll get a little extra sleep. So we put ourselves at the bottom and we try to squeeze ourselves in instead of using the same principle that we use to build financial stability, which is pay yourself first. And so mm-hmm. that's very interesting. Marae, I know you wanted to add. Yeah, I wanted to build on what Rose was saying is, you know, this uh, notion of thinking about others before before thinking about us. Sometimes it's just domestication, especially for us women, where we are we are required to be the nurturing uh, for, you know, for to nurture everybody. So we have to take care of what's happening at home. We have to be responsible of, you know, nurturing the kids, nurturing the husband, nurturing the extended family. And we grow with that. We don't even realize that uh, at some point it can actually create a breakdown. 
And uh, so sometimes there's just uh, not, we, we're not aware because we've been raised like that and we, we're not aware that we have to put ourselves first. It's, it's like we feel if we do that, we feel that we're cheating somebody or we don't belong. And, and that's also a big, you know, a, a big aspect of it. So the mindset and also the cultural environment and how we've been raised and all those ideas that, you know, they, we, we've been brought up with. And this domestication that is happening in a lot of, you know, in a, in a, in a lot of communities. What I find interesting then, is, uh, as you wanna, said, Marie, um, you, we don't mind cheating. We don't want to cheat anyone, right? We don't mm -hmm. want to take anything, but we don't mind cheating ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's okay to cheat ourselves, but I don't want to cheat anyone else. So go ahead, Ross. No, I was getting ready to say, and in some instances, people make us feel guilty because we're not helping them. If we say no, oh, well, you used to do it. Oh, you're so good at doing this. Oh, I, I know this is perfect for you, but then they don't understand why we're saying no. And then, mm -hmm. you know, they try to make us guilt, you know, they try to do the guilt thing, you know, right. to guilt us into doing the work. And sometimes it's happened. And then again, that's where the burnout comes in is because we didn't stick to those boundaries. But, you know, I know, and this is just Ross Jones talking, my, my mother loves to guilt me and the stuff. Oh, you ain't done this for me. And if your sister was around and, <laughs> and y'all know how it is. So family, friends, whoever, you know, sometimes we'll guilt you into doing stuff, knowing that you don't have the time right now. Can we schedule this for another time? Or I can't put this project on my plate because uh -oh. I just told somebody the other day, this does not align with my business goals and my, and, and, and my priorities right now. I can't do it. Right. And you know what? I felt good saying it because it used to be I felt guilty, but I don't feel guilty anymore because just like Julie said, I'm putting me first. Hmm. I love that, Rod. So let's go. Our audience is out there. They've got some great comments. So Nima said, I have done so much, but now I realize I must step out on faith and create my lane. And that's a part of setting those goals that Julie was mentioning. Um, Paulette said, I completely agree with Rhonda. I sometimes forget to eat when I'm involved in a project I love. So yeah, you can burn out even, I think, if you're not careful and you're doing what you love, um, it can, you can still burn out. So Sharon's out there. Hi, Sharon. J thanks for joining. She said, you and your saying, Roz, LOL. I love it. And then Michael's from out there and he said, take care of yourself before you take care of others. It's a must and not an option. And then yes, we don't find the time or have the time. We make the time for our priorities. Um, there was something uh, else uh, that Paulette said. Paulette also uh, said to you, Roz, she said, no one can make us feel guilty without our consent. So we allow ourselves to feel guilty. That guilt is coming from inside, right? So great comments. Thank you for your feedback uh, out there. Uh, it really does give us more to think about as we consider what are the contributing factors. Last week on the show, we had Nathaniel on. So if you haven't watched last week's show, I encourage you to do so. Nathaniel was amazing and he gave us just such deep insight on burnout. And one of the things um, that we talked about on that show is we own burnout. So before we move on and start talking about strategies and what we can do, I think it's first important for us to know we own burnout. Nobody else can make us burn out, right? You can work with at the most awful job. They cannot make you burn out. So Julie, do you agree with that, that others cannot make us burn out? 
I do agree with that because if you're at a job where you're miserable, you own that. You own that you're in the wrong place. It's okay to realize you're not in the right job because the jobs that resonate with your purpose would maybe not make you feel that way. Mm-hmm. And so I think what people do is they stay longer than they should at jobs where they're miserable. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, you have one life, you get one life. This is it. Why would you spend countless hours and time at a job you're miserable at? I mean, I understand, look, I understand about paying bills. I am sole provider for my household in a sense. Okay. So I understand that I need, I need to earn money to make my household live for, for a long time. I was a single parent. Okay. So I understand what this is like, but that doesn't give me the okay to stay at a job where I'm miserable. And then to bring that miserable energy into all the different aspects of my life, my, my daughter. So my daughter is 16 years old and I had just left. I've just recently left a job where I was not very happy. And she would say to me, mom, I just can't even be around. Your energy is so bad, mom. Like she picked up on my bad energy and I'm like, wow, it permeates everything in your life. And then you're walking around miserable. You're blaming other people. And it's really your fault. You you decided to take that journey or you've decided to not be as positive in some way because of somebody. It's usually a person that is making you miserable. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's usually the people, it's not the job. And so, um, yeah, you own it. And because uh, we are the author, I believe we're co-creators of our, of our life. I believe yeah. God also helps us, you know, but I believe that we are co-creating our lives to be the best version of it as possible, if, if possible. I love that, Julie, because I I agree with you. So boy, we've got a lot of conversation happening out there in the chat. So Maria says, uh, passion burnout is also a very real thing shared across generations, even. Uh, when you share that quote, uh, do what you love goes totally haywire and you end up dreading the thing that you fell in love with because of mental and physical exhaustion. So thank you for that, Maria, for that really thoughtful response. Uh, Mom says, I agree with you all, but yes, Roz, family can actually guilt you into burnout. Family is actually really good at that. But again, I think we have to own it, right? If we allow others to make us feel guilty, then that's really on us. Nima says they can't make us burn out, but they can contribute. That is the key. Nima, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's a contributing factor um, to the, the um, potential for us to burn out. And Maria says they can contribute to the stress, but it's up to us to recognize the onset of burnout. Absolutely. There's so much uh, that's important for us. So I want to dive into some strategies because I wanted to have at least half of our segment today where we're really diving into what can you do? We all know we feel it. We face the stress. What can we do about it? So the second half of the show is really going to be dedicated on that. But first, I want to share a little bit of coffee humor. I'm a coffee-holic on the road to recovery. Just kidding. I'm on my way to the coffee shop. 
So now on your way to the coffee shop, don't forget to stop and pick up your new swag gear, Coffee with Rhonda t-shirts and mugs and lead above the grind. All that stuff is out there for all of you to pick up on the way uh, to the coffee shop since you're on the road to recovery. So this half of the segment, we're going to really dive into strategies for burnout. So what can we do? What can we do to really begin to prevent strategies? We're going to cover this in two parts. I'm going to cover some general strategies for burnout that's out there. This is what a lot of the literature says. Then I'm going to pivot and we're going to talk about strategies uh, and tips from Julie that she gives us. So um, uh, I'm going to come to that in just a second. So let's go to the general strategies first. Now, take a look at this list, and I want you, uh, Roz and Marae, choose again one that you want to talk deeper about, and then Julie's going to expand on the diary detox for us. So some burnout strategies that are well-known in the literature, what can we do? If you find yourself at that place where you are feeling stressed, overwhelmed, burnout, a few things you can do. Number one, awareness is key. You cannot resolve a problem that you are not aware of. Right. So awareness, there's meditation, uh, exercise, releasing the people pleasing. I have a feeling this might resonate with some. And if you're out there in the audience watching or listening, I want you to think about one of these two and type in the chat which one of these burnout strategies really resonate with you that you feel it can make a difference for you. Uh, mindset is another one. And in terms of mindset, we either need to be willing to reframe the situation or release it. Right. Reframe or release. Uh, we want to be able to reset boundaries or we can take time off. Choose one of these uh, strategies you feel might resonate with you and type it in the chat. And then Roz and Marae, I'm going to come to you first because then I want to go to D Julie and I want her to talk to us more about what is this diary detox thing? So so let's go uh, first uh, to uh, Marae. Let's come to you first and have you talk about which of those strategies might uh, work for you. Oh, there's, I mean, sorry, there's so many, I mean, so many strategies that, you know, that they are, but I think the first thing is the awareness, know, you know, the limit uh, when you, you start to feel like you're going, you're crossing the line to burnout. I think the awareness is one thing and uh, having, you know, to uh, prioritize again and resetting your boundaries because that's, that's very important. That's why it's going to drive, you know, how you're going to, uh, you know, spend your energy and how you're going to to function. Because if you, you don't have the right priority, you're going to start doing everything at the same time. And that's that's really the start of the burnout at, at, at this time. But when you you feel like you are already in it, it's good to take to take time off and mm -hmm. uh, and 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 really step back. And, and one thing that I always um, advocate is, you know, talk to people. Try to you know talk about it, and if you you're doing too much, delegate you know don't and say no because we we've talked about saying no. I think sometimes it's it's very difficult for us to say no. I can't do it or no. I don't feel okay. No, I need help. You know here I can't do it. So that's uh, I think those are the key things that are very very important. But obviously. All of them are relevant here. The meditation, do some exercise. I know that exercise is a big, it's a big one for me when mm -hmm. I feel like you know I'm I'm stressed and and I can't function anymore. I go for a run or for a walk, and when I come back, I feel I feel really better. So 
um, I think that's that's uh, that's that's just you know what what I I would focus on. Yeah, I love that. I love the part about saying no. No is an art form. Now, Maria, I want to push back on you a little bit. No is a full sentence. No explanation required. I mm-hmm. think there are times when no absolutely requires an explanation if you are mm-hmm. intent on building relationships and not damaging them. Right. So mm-hmm. it depends. Now, if I don't care anything about you and I don't care what you think or what you have to say, then mm-hmm. yes, no, it's a complete sentence, period. If I'm walking up the mm-hmm. street and this weird looking dude does a hoot and holler at me or whatever, and it's like, hey, can I get your number? The answer is no. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Complete sentence, period, full stop. However, if I am in a workplace, a business setting, a different environment, no, it's not a complete sentence because it damages relationships. So uh, so that's my two cents on that. So, Roz, which one of those strategies resonates for you? I'm with I'm I'm with Mariah that um, uh, awareness and reset. For mm-hmm. me, awareness is important because sometimes your body tells you that mm-hmm. something is wrong. Your mind tells you something is wrong. Family and friends will tell you something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and then your gut, your, your instincts, your spirit, because you know when you're, you're you know, you're off kelter. Yeah. You know, when, when, you know, when the balance, you know, the pendulum is swinging more to the right than to the left. You know, yeah. there's, 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 there's not so um, awareness. And then, and then once, once the warning sign does come up, do we stop or mm-hmm. do we keep going? And I know I'm mm-hmm. guilty. I, you know, as I always say, this just Ross Jones talking. I'm guilty. Even with the mm-hmm. warning signs, I keep going. Yep. Even yeah. with the warning signs, because I mean, even let's let's break it down to a hurricane. A hurricane, you get that first warning. Okay, I'm coming. I'm coming. Then you get mm-hmm. category two. I'm getting closer. What you gonna do? Category three. We got a situation, you know, mm-hmm. are you still going to, you know, are you still going to stay at the house and the hurricane is coming or are you going to start getting supplies, doing things to prepare, you know, for this storm? Same thing, same thing with us. And then, you know, sometimes we are at a category five where we need FEMA, the American Red Cross. We need Coast Guard rescue. You know, honey, we need it all. And we got to give somebody a call, but don't call me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that has to be one of the best analogies we've heard. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, we have all these warnings. I'm guilty. I'm look. Before I tell y'all, I'm talking about myself first. I am talking about me. I'm putting this on nobody. This is, and I always say, this is just Roger on talking. This is just me talking. So. How how far do we push ourselves before we can't go any further? And if we push so hard, how does that impact us? And I'm getting to the point now to where I'm starting to recognize the early warning signs. You know, right. they said there's early signs when you get diabetes and there's early signs before a heart attack. I'm, I'm looking at the early signs because I don't want to get to the sign where I'm going to have to be in the hospital or I'm going to be in the grave. Right. I'm wow. done speaking. Thank you. Oh, yeah. That was oh, I'm, awesome, sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Awareness and reset. Once you look at the awareness, like she said, then, you know, it's time for us to reset and make, you know, make the necessary change. Just because you got a blueprint for something doesn't mean you can't make an amendment. 
you know, mm. laws have amendments, books have amendments. We, you know, we rewrite it. It's not etched in stone. The only thing that was etched in stone was the Ten Commandments, and they broke those tablets. So I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Ross. So I am loving this conversation. We're going to ask Julie in just a second to break down that first one for us. First of all, what is a diary detox and why do we need it? But before we do that, I want to check in with our uh, our audience who, man, you guys are burning up this chat today. So uh, I can't read them all, but let's say, um, let's see. All right. So uh, family can guilt you into burnout. We got that one. Oh, I know it was this one. So mom said, I agree with Paulette. We have to consent to burnout. I had to stop doing many things and I'm no longer feeling guilty about it. So Maria said, strategy number nine. I love this, Maria. Uh, put on your agenda on your agenda quality you time, right? Book yourself as a client. And then Paulette said, take time off. Stepping back is what I have the most trouble with and others not so much. Yeah, Paulette, that's a that's a hard one for me. And I think it speaks to what Julie referenced earlier because I'm so passionate and I really love what I do. So I feel like, oh, I don't need to take time off because I'm not really working. But you know what? I really am, <laughs> right? So I really do still need to take time off. And then, uh, and then Maria said that she agrees with me that there are times. So let me give you guys a quick story. So I was on a call the other day and all of a sudden I was on a Zoom call and my Skype call started ringing. And I thought, I, I don't really use Skype that much anymore. Who's calling me on Skype? Well, I don't know. I look at the Skype chat and this guy is there saying, hey, hello, I'm John from M Massachusetts. And I'm thinking, okay, so, <laughs> right? So anyway, I end the call and I move on. Five minutes later, he calls me back. He rings back and I'm thinking, what is with this guy? I, I don't know you. I don't care to know you. Are you just surfing the Skype halls or looking for people to reach out to? So in that case, that was a hard no, Maria, to your point. It was a hard no. There was no explanation required. And then I had to block him because he kept calling. Like literally, he called me another two times. I was thinking, okay, dude, no, right? This is where my hard no comes in. So I wanted to share that story because I was just thinking, you know what? I had a recent time where I had to use a hard no and there was no explanation required. So now moving on, let's ask Julie to expand on diary detox and um, what that is. And then um, why do we need it? Thank you. So the diary detox is a productivity and well-being tool that was created by Paul Holbrook out of the UK. He started with a book and then he built an app, an online app and a course. And I am a diary detox practitioner. So he's, um, he's building practitioners across the world right now. And so I'm actually the first practitioner in the United States, which I'm very excited about. And so what this is, I offer a program that now is part of his program where I help leaders and people come into the program. They have the opportunity to have the app forever. And, um, and so I'll tell you what, why this was created. So the diary detox was created because there was a, a report by Adobe and it basically stated that people are losing 11 hours a week, 11 hours a week. And so they found that the time was lost in three places. 30% of the time was lost in meetings. Four hours a day could be lost in emails. 
two hours of uh, interruptions and unclear targets from managers. And so this is why uh, the main reason it was created, it was really created as a tool to help managers look in the mirror at what they're actually doing to see you know, what was filling their days. And so what this is, it's a, a program where it helps you really look at your targets. It's a color-coded system, so you manage your, um, your calendar in a very targeted way. So you're, you're doing a weekly detox uh, on a Friday. So you spend a half hour on a Friday managing your calendar, putting in everything that you need to do. And one of those targets that you have is looking after your well-being. So the well-being category becomes very important. In fact, you do it first. You do it first. So you put in what, what we call the foundation week. And everybody could do this without, I mean, you don't have to go through the program. But I would suggest everybody start to put in a foundation week. And what does that mean? That means that you are going to tell your calendar when you start working and when you finish working. That's what you're going to put in first. You're going to put in a start time and a finish time. And then in there, what I loved about the detox is that I got to put in when I'm going to take my breakfast break, when I'm going to take my lunch break, when I'm going to put my walking breaks in because I work from home. So I need to put my walking breaks in my calendar. And those, that foundation week, they get put in blue. Anything personal that is going to be looking after your well-being is put into your calendar as blue. And so everything is color coded and that foundational week is critical to your success in looking after your well-being. So that is one of these very uh, practical tools that you can start doing right now. You don't need to go through the program. The program really helps you break down, you know, the, actual time you're spending on leading, managing, doing, and living, and then where you're wasting your time, which he calls floating. So those are the things you look at when you do the actual program, the detox, you get the app and things like that. But some things that you could put into process right now, even though you're not, you know, in the program is that foundation week. And of course, if you want to take the program, I'm offering it starting in November, you can look at my website and you can see how to sign up for the program. But um, why it's so critical is that it really helps you break down those goals. So you're going to have your purpose, everything flows out of your purpose, then you're going to break the, that purpose down into goals and then, you know, the tasks that you need to do in the week. And everything is managed by your calendar. Hmm. So every hour of your day in that foundational time, which is when you start work and you finish work, is going to be in those hours. Now, everything you do after work, you don't have to schedule those things. You know, that's your personal time. You manage that as you want. But then what happens in that personal time is that that actually becomes your time. You're not working in those hours that you put in as your personal time. That's your, that's your recharge. That's your reset. Those are your times where you're going to be just doing what you need to be doing with possibly your children with uh, regenerating your own personal uh, well-being. So 
you may have part of that personal time is your child care and your house care, but then think about what you need to be doing to regenerate and refresh and, and really make a habit of getting the right amount of sleep in there as well. So Julie, I, all right. So, so when you first started talking about this, I got a little stressed, <laughs> total transparency. I thought, all right, wait, I've got to schedule each time. Cause then I, so I live by my calendar. And I know if I put it on my calendar, it has to happen. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't even exist. You can say to me, oh, don't you remember we supposed to? Is it on my calendar? Because if it's not on my calendar, it does not exist. But so I'm glad that you clarify you don't have to schedule the evening time. But let me just ask by a show of hands, how many of us stop working at a defined and specific time every day? How many of us do that? Raise your hand if you do that. If you're out there in the audience, Julie's the only one. <laughs> Roz is hiding. Julie is the only one. If you're out there in the audience, please send me a chat. Let me know, do you have a defined time that you stop working? And what I'm speaking to is discipline, right? Do you have mm -hmm. a discipline process and schedule where you stop working every day? If you do, please raise your hand. So, um, But you know what though, Rhonda? What's this, that? This is, you know, I went from corporate to being a, an entrepreneur. I had carried over those office hours over to when I became an entrepreneur, burnout would have been less. If I had said, mm -hmm. as I'm listening to this, this is just, as I always say, this is just for Rod Jones. If I had done this, then, you know, I, I know that, you know, maybe I could have been a little more focused or some things wouldn't be ragged as mango seed or whatever. But now since I know better, I can do better. Right now. I have virtual office hours. I have virtual office hours on my link tree and I send it out to my email list. This is the only time I'm taking, you know, consultations and da, 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 da. But I didn't go further than that to make it mm -hmm. for me because I, as a business owner, I should have office hours. Right. When, mm -hmm. I, was when I was teaching, I had office hours. Mm -hmm. You know, I had, I had set times and this, these were the goals that I was supposed to accomplish during those activities during those designated times but this yeah. is for me this is a wonderful thing this is wonderful yeah. <laughs> you know Ray, were you gonna add something and then i'm gonna yeah I, ju I just wanted to add that it's so funny because that's what we used to do at school yeah. you have all those chunk of you know activities and from the morning, you start at a certain hour and then all those activities fit into it. But, you know, somehow we just lose this discipline, especially as Rose was saying, when we become entrepreneur, we, we do everything, especially when we start, we do everything. So we feel like we, we have to overwork and we, we should just, you know, drop the discipline and start going all over the place. And, and that's, uh, that's very detrimental. Yeah, I'm gonna put up and the then tip. also to the freedom. Oh, I'm I'm gonna say entrepreneurship gives you a freedom. Mm -hmm. So I didn't use a calendar because I was loving my freedom, honey. But freedom come at, <laughs> like anything else, it come at a cost. <laughs> like, how'd that freedom work out for you, Ross? I'm tired as hell, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and one thing I do have to say, this is a discipline, this is a habit, and that's why. I want to have people come on the course with me because through the course, we're going to develop the habits. 
with mm -hmm. a group of people. So it's not just that you're doing this alone. There's going to be accountability and there's going to be tools and resources to really hone in on what this really is. And, you know, when you start to think this way, life becomes less stressful. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because you're actually completing more in less time. Right. You're completing more in less time because you're so laser focused. And, you know, to me, if, if I were to tell someone, all right, listen, you need to work eight hours a day, but in those eight hours, you need to really focus and get your work done. But after those eight hours, you're done. You get mm -hmm. to play, you get to be you, you get to do whatever you want to. That's a whole different experience yeah. than working like 15, 16 hours a day and being burnt out all the time. That's a whole different experience, but it doesn't mean that you're any less productive. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the piece that is so brilliant about this is that you become even more productive because you're now laser focused on what you need to accomplish rather than just being like, you know, here I am here. I, you know what I mean? And then understanding what you're saying yes and no to that is critical as well. You need to understand why you're saying yes to something. You almost need like mm -hmm. a checklist when someone asks you to do something, you know, okay, does it check these boxes? Then, okay, I can say yes, but then I need to fit it into my calendar. If it's not in my calendar, then I cannot do it. If I do not have the time, I cannot do it. And I'm going to say no until this date, or I'm going to say mm -hmm. no completely. And no, because maybe you need to say a because. Right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't fit into my strategy, my business strategy, my personal strategy. I love that, Julie. So Paulette is out there. Paulette says, I love the saying, don't mistake my free time for availability. And here's what we do, right? Mm -hmm. We have free time on our calendar and then we look at it. I'm not even going to put this on anyone else. We treat it as availability because otherwise people cannot schedule it, right? Mm -hmm. We did not allow it to be available and uh, then someone says, hey, can you do X, Y, and Z for me? You look at your calendar. Oh, sure. I have availability. Well, in actuality, that free time is not for that, right? It is literally for free time. So, and then Shauna, I love what Shauna said. Shauna said, yes, I have uh, till five o'clock every day as a small business owner. Instead of working outside of her nine to five, she writes down her list and her agenda to follow through during her working hours. And she said, I absolutely had to do this. You know, Shauna, that's a really great tip. So you're not working, but you are, it's okay to take a few minutes of that free time to plan for the following day or for the upcoming day. And then uh, Lillian says, I think productivity is personal. Now in an organizational perspective, then it has to be a much bigger picture. On a personal level, we get to decide what it should be. Yeah, so there is both. Um, right. Mm -hmm. So Lillian, thank you for that comment. So I want to post for everyone, Julie, the rest of your tips, and then we're going to move into our wrap up segment. See, we almost need a third show. This is just too good. Yeah, we need a third show. Definitely. Yeah, this is just I'm too happy good. to come post. back. If you, if you want me back, I'll come back. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Julie. Let's post your tips because I want others to be able to see these amazing tips that you shared with us. So here's some tips uh, from Julie. Um, on what you can do, you know, to really begin to move forward in a more well-balanced way to number one, discover your purpose. Number two, get clear goals. Number three, break your goals down. Number four, spend a half hour with your calendar every single week. 
Set Your Foundation Week in Blue is number five. And then make sure every time slot is filled in. So take your breaks, uh, fill in your walks, uh, fill in your lunch breaks away from your working area, all of those things. Number seven, stay on course. And by, by that, we mean make it a habit. Number eight, enjoy the small things, fresh air, the food you eat, the relationships. And number nine, which is critical, is celebrate success, right? Celebrate your successes and don't just move quick so quickly to the next one that you don't take a moment to acknowledge um, the success that you had. So um, if anybody wants to touch in on any of these during the wrap up, uh, during our What's in Your Cup segment as we prepare to wrap up, then please do. If you're out there and you're listening in the audience, we'd love for you to jot down which of these really resonates with you. Um, and then Julie, as we come to you on the wrap up, I'm going to ask you if there's any one of these that you really want to elaborate on for folks um, as a takeaway for them to begin to really shift the dynamics in your life, right? To put your place uh, in that position where you feel more in control. A part of burnout is feeling a loss of control, right? Where we might feel hopeless. We might feel like we don't have control over our life, over our schedule, or any of those different things. So uh, we want to support you and help you in your goal to take back that control um, of your life. So uh, Lillian said, number eight is huge. I'm now enjoying the small things. Lillian, you are inspiring us indeed. So thank you so much for sharing that. So let's get prepared to move into our What's in Your Cup segment. I can't believe we've almost gone a full hour um, already. This has been just an amazing conversation. So what I want to do, I'm going to put this on the bottom of the screen. And I want to be sure we get our pictures of our cups. So let's hold up your cup, ladies. And... All right, got it. Fantastic. So on the other side of this, um, be thinking about, you know, Roz Murray will come to you first. Uh, Julie, when we come to you, elaborate on anything on that list that you want to share. And then also tell others how they can connect with you to learn more about the diary detox, which sounds amazing and fantastic and like something all of us absolutely um, need to do. So uh, we will be back on the other side to really begin sharing uh, what we're putting in our cup and taking away from today's segment. All right, so Roz, let's start with you. What are you taking away? What did we put in your cup today on the Coffee with Rhonda show? Um set hours, block, do block times, just like when I was going to college, you know, you know, like Mariah said, you know, when we were in school, I just got to do better at blocking that time and, you know, sticking to it. That's what I've mm -hmm. learned. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Roz. I, I think that I'm going to definitely make that one uh, at the top of my list. I have a tendency to creep, 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 creep. <laughs> I will be mm -hmm. creeping and next thing you know, it's 10 p.m. and I'm still creeping along and, and I'm feeling great because I love him. I'm loving what I'm doing, but I got to stop the creep. So that is definitely an important one for me, too. So what about you, Marae? What's in your cup? I really love the uh, foundation week and taking the time every week to uh, to spend on our calendar. And uh, I think the, the whole the, the key thing that I take from it is we are always in control. We are on the driving seat. 
So we decide where we want to be and we can decide to go without the map, which is, you know, the, the calendar, or we can have a map and really follow the steps, you know, uh, to go to the right direction so that, you know, we avoid to be burned out. And I think that's, that's what I take from, uh, from the show today. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, I love scheduling and in particular scheduling your breaks, your walking breaks. Mm -hmm. And, and the point of clarification there is to do it away from your workspace, right? Mm -hmm. And so to eat lunch away from your desk, wherever it is that desk is, if it's at home or at work, it doesn't matter. Take lunch away. Do something like a walk during the day. All of those I think are really important. So thank you for that, Moray. And Julie, what is it you want to leave us with? Um, you know, we've had a really robust discussion. So thank you for your contributions today. And what would you like us to take away? Yeah, so whether you realize it or not, you are the author of your day. You're the author of your day. And you do get to decide to some extent what your day looks like. So if you want to be the author of your day, create the space to be the author of your day. Mm -hmm. And so that is getting really clear on your purpose breaking that down to what is important to you, what, what you need to accomplish in the week. Spend time with your calendars. Make your calendar your best friend, okay? And uh, make your calendar your best friend. Schedule that foundation week. Have yourself as a priority. You are looking after your well-being is super, super important. And then all the other things get broken down. I would love to be able to share the whole program. If you're interested in the diary detox program that I'm offering, you can find it on my website. It's uh, mm -hmm. juliriga.com. You can find it on. And uh, I break down, you know, what's included in the package with the diary detox, but you can take steps right now to be the author of your day. And I'd like to leave that with you wow. that, that and, and stay on course, because that's my other saying, stay on course, make it a habit, keep going. And, and at the end of the day, <clears throat> celebrate, celebrate who you are, celebrate your success. We have all accomplished great things. And I just want to leave you with that, that um, celebrate everything you've done and how far you've come. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you for being here. I'll close out with a few final comments from the audience. Um, let's say, uh, Cindy said, I once worked for an understaffed medical institution that was always pressuring us to do 32 hours of work for every eight hours in a day. Um, Shauna said, I needed this today. My cup has been filled today uh, with today's talk because I am reminded that I'm human and not perfect. Shauna, thank you for that. That is just lovely. Uh, I think that's something important for us all to remember. Lillian, Lillian said, Rhonda, you should try walking meditation. You know what? I have, and I do uh, on occasion do a walking meditation, and it's so relaxing and absolutely wonderful. So thank you for that. Uh, Maria said, love that. Schedule walk breaks. Um, Ju uh, Lillian said, I agree. We are the author of our day. Shauna said, thanks, Julie, for the reassurance about scheduling. Author of your day. I love that. And then Paulette rounds us out with great show. Just great. Such a wonderful, actionable advice. For you all out there, I hope you have taken something away from this conversation. I think for me, it's getting back to basics. It's remembering. Um, it's remembering as 
uh, let's see who said it as uh, Shauna said, we are human, not machines. We're not perfect. We're human. We need rest. We need breaks. And there is no reason for us to try to work every waking moment of the day. So that's what I'm taking away and what's in my cup. For all of you out there, I thank you so much for tuning in to episode 59. We love having you here. You all really had us going with the comments and we hope you, we hope uh, we did those justice today on the conversation. We look forward to having you back here next Saturday, same time, same station for the next Coffee with Rhonda show. For my panel, stay tuned for just a minute. If all of you are out there, um, if you missed any portion, you can go to YouTube and check out the replay. But until then, we'll see you next week on the next episode episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show. Until then, let's get ready to learn to lead above the grind. Take care, everyone. Bye.